This week on the Indo Daily. I actually don't believe right that priests said her any harm. He just like thought I knew. But that's how I found out Miriam Martina was dead. How likely is it that Trump will be found guilty of paying hush money to former adult film star Stormy Daniels? We're talking about involvement in serious drugs activity on both sides of the border and as well as that, the procurement of weapons. Find and follow us at all the usual spots and over on the Irish Independent website. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. On this week's Big Tech Show, when will cars safely drive themselves on our streets? And who in Ireland is providing the technology to help them do that? We talk to one of the country's biggest automotive autonomy entrepreneurs. I have BMW Drive Assist in my own vehicle and it is much, much safer because we are all prone to distraction, especially when we're on the motorway from Limerick to Dublin, for example. We've all been there where you actually forgot a whole section of the road. So I would say if you take it from a safety perspective and it does allow you to kind of relax. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. This is the Rugby World Cup on the left wing. Hello and welcome to the left wing. Well, do not be fooled by the coffees, how we're relaxing. We're going to be back on the hamster wheel uh, fairly soon, if we're not on it already. Absolutely, yeah. Ireland returned to media duties on Thursday and... The show goes on uh, after a couple of days off. I took a couple of you days a few off. Days off. Yeah, How I was did. That? Enjoy the sunshine and tour. It's gone now. Bit of a cycle. Starting to feel a bit more. Yeah, yeah. A bit of a cycle. Visited a vineyard. Went to Amboise, a lovely town. It's a beautiful part of France. It's uh, it's been lovely to. I mean, I don't know why you have a like. Sorry, I do know why, but it's kind of weird having a rest week during the World Cup. It's very strange to get off the hamster wheel for a while. I think it's well time for Ireland, mm. especially having beaten South Africa, to be able to decompress and then build back up to the Scotland game. It's very unusual for a tournament. I think teams have found themselves a little bit at a loose end, kind of going, we're here for a World Cup, and yet here we are off um, kind of exploring Paris for a couple of days or going to Disneyland, as some of the players did. But it was very nice. I think it's given us all a bit a chance to replenish. Hopefully the podcast will will be boosted by it, by the fact that we've all had a bit of time to um, to think and, and kind of decompress a little bit. But it's uh, Do you know it's what delights I'm now. looking forward to that Go I'm going to face me is going to face me in the next doing my laundry. Yeah, getting that your hair is cut, getting my hair to find cut. a barber or a hairdresser who speaks so English. So I think we're going to have to do it here. The you, podcast you saying, could get very interesting after we all get our haircuts <laughs> in France. If things go wrong, if there are a few malfunctions, we could end up like I don't know if you saw Samoa last night. They're they're a scrum half at a, a bleach bond mohawk. So I wonder will Keane turn up in that after his couple of days off? Let's see. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the laundry is important. These are just yeah. the boring things. Well, that no, get I'm going to have to do you. this in my hotel bathroom. I I won't go to laundry. I'm just going to have to wash it myself. Oh, fair my, enough. Even my my hotel bedroom is like a clothes horse at the moment. I've got the clothes hanging up all over the place yeah. on the windows. These are the things. And we have a less than a week in our lovely yeah. basin tour. We're, to um, here, we're going so, to yeah. Paris for however long Ireland, well, I'm here for, till the final anyway, but however long Ireland are here, we'll be here and uh, Ireland ship out for Paris on Thursday and there's no coming back, which no. is really unfortunate. I think they're it's talking gonna... to the players today. They're sad about it. I think yeah. it's going to be a real lurch, uh, wrench for them. They love it here and when they go to Paris, they're going to be staying miles out. The city's just busier. It's, 
tour has suited them down to the ground. It suited us down to the ground. It's been a great place to be. So that's going to be a big change. Yeah, definitely. The proximity to everything where they're going to be based next week is going to be the a tram, good bit outside. The regular trams, yes. as, as you can hear from our podcast, as we always try and record quite somewhere handy. No, yeah. Uh, but we were just at the Ireland press conference there earlier as well. And uh, Robbie Henshaw was there. I don't know if this is a sign that he's going, he could possibly well, start. I think in normal weeks, you can read a lot into the fact when a player is put up for media, they're generally involved. And look, I think Henshaw will be involved. But I do think because of World Cup, there's such a demand on media uh, appearances that there's some, Every player has every to play their part. Has, yeah. Every, yeah, so I wouldn't read too much into it. Like Keith Earls did media the week of the Tonga game and didn't play. Mm. I think everyone was quite surprised by that. I think if it was a ju- more junior player, you'd be quite taken aback by it. But he was able to handle that. He is playing a role. He's been the, the pretty the, the most prominent water boy himself. And who was the... Um, Willie LaRue were running the water in the, the South Africa game two very experienced heads South Africa had Dwayne Vermeulen up in the ca- ca- coach's box the things you pick up when you're mm-hmm. watching the game back but um, I think Henshaw will be involved there is a case for, for playing him there's also a case for just going with the same team again because this game I think in the euphoria I think when I was last talking to you uh, obviously we've talked since but on, on, on the podcast on Saturday night we all thought Ireland were pretty much one foot in the quarterfinals quarter and, yeah. and it was understandable I think Scotland were dead on zero points by the time we get we record again on Monday. Scotland should be on ten points. Things much, should be much tighter, and the permutation will start kicking in. Ireland have to get a result on Saturday week, and I have a feeling Andy Farrell will just go again. And he may look at Connor Murray. I think he's playing really well. I think he's playing better than Gibson Park. He may look at freshen up the midfield, bringing in Robbie Henshaw. But midfield is Scotland's area of greatest strength with Hugh Jones and um, Tua Pelotto there. So um, there is. A case for to be made for change. There's also a case for made for just going. We've had two weeks off. Why would we change anything? Let's just go again. Dan Sheehan's another one who could come into the mix just to get him a start under his belt. And Jack Conan is fit again. Yeah, and uh, we spoke to Robbie Henshaw today. So here's what he had to say about the South Africa game and also the form of Bundiaki. I suppose being mentally on it, making sure you're just you're just ready to go. Um, I think that's that's the key, and, and making sure you're just you just hit the ground running. Um, don't have any second second thoughts or, or doubts about anything, um, uh, and then just just offer as much energy as you can. Um, you know, give that kind of positive impact and and that energy and communication, and let the lads know you're you're there. You know, he's been brilliant. Yeah, um, I suppose he's his body's in great shape. Um, He's flying fit and he's had a great preseason, um, as has Gary. So, like the lads are, are flying it. Um, their performances have been um, consistent and have been rock solid. And um, you know, Bundy's been been flying in terms of getting his, getting tries on the board. So, he's uh, he's been letting us know that he's near the top try scorers list, which we've been having a laugh about. Um, but yeah, no, listen, they've they've been outstanding and. Um, you know, uh, for me, is, is just whenever I get a chance to come in is make sure I put my best foot forward and whenever I come off the bench, making sure that I, I put in a good performance. He had some nice things to say about Bundy there, but also he's a competitive guy. You know, it's be hard to see Bundy in such fantastic form Absolutely. as well. Like, I think, you know, they obviously go way back. They played, mm. they won a lead together at Connacht. Gary Ringrose, who's also keeping him out of the team, is a teammate and a friend from Leinster but he is a competitive animal I guess with, but with Bundy the, the, I don't, if you remember the time that someone stole his laptop and, and Bundy went hunting for whoever it was um, that's, there's a fairly deep bond between them so I'm sure he, he's happy for him but I think he wants to play a big role but the way the game unfolded on Saturday we, the Saturday yeah last Saturday um, 
Robbie Henshaw played a big role off the bench. And I think he knows he's mature enough. He's 10 years international. I remember being at his debut in, in Texas when he was a 19-year-old, one of four teenagers to play for Ireland um, 10 years ago. He's a decade in international. He's had times when he started. He's had times where he's been on the bench. He's had times at fullback. He's played at, he's played at centre as well. He, I think, appreciates that he has a role to play. And what impressed me the most about last weekend was the fact he came in winning seconds, was playing a big, major role, came off, um, and then came on for the last 20 minutes and played a big major role again. Didn't have to get up to speed, was able to hit the ground running. He's an incredible athlete in his own right, an incredible player. We don't want to wish injury on anyone or, or, or kind of tempt fate, but I think he could have a big role to play for Ireland at this World Cup, just like Jack Conan. You know, this World Cup is going to be, they hope to be here for four more games. They have the capacity to be here for four more games. And if they do, they will eventually come down with some sort of injuries. It's been amazing so far that they have all 33 players training across the road at Stade de la Chambry. Um, they will pick up something along the way and someone we don't appreciate right now. Maybe it's Stuart McCluskey who went home to, for the birth of his child on Monday or Tuesday who hasn't kicked the ball yet or Jimmy O'Brien whose flexibility could become crucial. There will be someone who steps up at this World Cup. Yeah, and we spoke uh, with Jack Conan yesterday. So he kind of told us for the first time, you know, that what happened exactly to his foot. So he tore ligaments uh, in that warm-up game against Italy uh, on the 5th of August. He then suffered a setback. He kind of got, he got, bruising in his bone, which kind of set back his recovery. So he feared that his World Cup could be over. Um, so here is uh, Jack talking yesterday. It's been, uh, it's been very frustrating. Uh, I was doing very well before I arrived back over here and then I hit a bit of a roadblock and then pushed me back a few weeks. So, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for the patience of you know, the coaching staff to stick with me and give me the time to get better. Um, you know, Three or four weeks ago, I thought I was going home, but um, you know, it's been able to turn around with the work of all the physios and the doc and stuff. And it's, you know, they've done an incredible amount of work with me the last few weeks, and I'm unbelievably grateful for them. So, uh, finally, training away and, and feeling good, and, and uh, just ready to add my bit of value that I can and contribute to the lads who've gone unbelievably well the last few weeks. And you know, it's it's obviously always a bit strange when you're just watching on from the distance when. The lads are in the pitch. I'm flogging myself in the rower or, or in the gym. So it's uh, it's great to be back. Jack, he, he's a great talker, isn't he? Great yeah, person to interview. I mean, it's, it's great for Ireland that he's back and he probably will come into the 23, um, possibly at Ryan Baird's expense next weekend. We'll see. But it's great for us as well because he is one of the most engaging mm -hmm. guys. He walks into the room I think he likes doing it. He's very comfortable doing it and, and it comes across. And like some people don't like doing it. It's fair enough. But when you're talking to them, every couple of days like we're, we're getting you know the players who play every week because there's not many changes we're talking to them a lot and obviously we're trying to feed that back to the to the public as well and, and he is one of the the, the the people who take it seriously and, and is very good at doing it and gave a very good explanation mm -hmm. at one point he even looked at the media officer going am I should I say, should I say yeah, this yeah. it's like well it's your own it's your own medical information mm -hmm. I mean Jack Conan's journey you know he was ruled out four years ago for, with a foot injury. He spoke about the deja vu feeling that he had. The fact that last year he had a, 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 a for a while, undiagnosed medical condition that was holding his performances <laughs> back and, and he, he managed to play through that. But you could see, we were all wondering what was wrong with Jack Conan. He got to the bottom of it, got it fixed. And now he was feeling top of the world again. Played his way back into the, t to the squad. You know, had a really good chance of playing big roles in those big games and had to kick his heels. And we saw... You know, the footage showed he had the T-shirt over his face midway through that second half on Saturday night. As he night. said, it's harder to watch it's them so playing. hard for them. You know, when he, like he's a three-test lion. He, he's gone toe-to-toe with those Springboks before. He would feel, I think, Caelan Doris, I have an interview with uh, Jerome Kaino in tomorrow's paper where he says that Bundyaki and Caelan Doris are two of the top four players in the world right now. Doris is a phenomenon 
but Ireland are willing sometimes to shift him to six to accommodate Jack Conan because he's so good. What a player to bring in midway through a World Cup. What a player when you're trying to go, okay, how do we refresh things, refresh things going into a big game against Scotland and ensure there's no complacency? Well, you bring back the Lions number eight into training and you go to Caelan Doris. Well, you've got to be better than him. You go to Peter Romani. Hang on, you've been brilliant so far, but look who's back. You go to... Um, you know, Ryan Baird on the bench, who had a big role, a big cameo off the bench last weekend and played well and probably doesn't deserve to lose this place. But you go to Ryan Baird, you were good, but this guy's done it for four or five years consistently. You've got to be better than him. Yeah. That is really the key to not taking anything for granted. Yeah, and I suppose his standing is shown um, by the fact that the coach has stuck with him and yeah. they waited for him, they waited for his, uh, for, you know, his recovery to come through. And that says a lot about how, you know, what the coaches think about him as well. Yeah, and it was tough on Keane Prendergast and Gavin Coombs. And, and he spoke about the fact that both of those players had really good pre-seasons, but... You know, there is, I think Andy Farrell has great faith in lads who've done it for him before and have, and have been internationals. And I think his, his life as a professional has endeared him towards the players who pitch up week on week consistently and, and perform week on week consistently and perform across 80 minutes consistently. And it's very hard to prove it to him, but he has backed some players. And other, others, he's gone, you're not doing it for me every training session. And, and there's obviously something that sets Caelan Doris apart from a Gavin Coombs, not to single out one individual, but... There are players who we've seen at URC level and gone, God, that guy could do a job for Ireland. But Arnie Farrell's looked at him and gone, no. And he's generally been proven right with them. It's harsh. It's hard for some of those players. But um, Conan's clearly one that he felt was worth the risk. And, you know, that bone bruising could have, if it was a, a player of lesser standing, they would have sent them home and got someone else out. Um, it's interesting. I think we talked about it in the around with the other journalists today. Keen Heaty's back. You yes. know, and he's, he's, he's putting up videos on Instagram that will be making wow, Dave Kilcoyne and, and Jeremy Lockman yeah. look, look a little bit nervous. So could he have a role to play? But, well, the time frame's the same as Jack Conan. I don't think they'll they'll do anything unless someone gets injured. I don't need to call him up. But what a weapon to have if you lose a loose head to be able to call some to someone of Keen Healy's standard standing up. And what a professional the guy is to be able to, to work his way back after the heartbreak of, of what he went through. So, um, it's good for Ireland to know that he's back. I'm sure, I think Leinster play a friendly against Cast at some stage in the next two weeks. Maybe he plays there. Um, and he's just, it's a nice to have because yeah. he can play both sides of the scrum. So if a tight head goes down, you might bring Keane Healy down. Maybe you'll do what South Africa do. If someone goes down next weekend and you've got cover in that area, maybe you bring him over just to have him in the squad. It's just another little string to Ireland's bow that they, they you know, Healy knows the system. He was playing up, and, up until that game in B-Ritz. He's plenty of pre-season under his belt. So, it's another one that as, as other teams are, are losing players, Ireland are getting them back until next Saturday or something goes wrong next. It, it can't keep going right forever. Yeah, no, definitely look is on the side with the, with the injuries at the moment. Uh, this week's games, uh, Rory, you watched Japan against Samoa last night and this game, you know, is going to go down. Uh, Japan's featuring go down against to their pool game against Argentina the weekend after next. Yeah, it's been a, it, it's a kind of a strange week. I, like they front loaded the fixtures and there was a bumper opening weekend and then they, Second weekend wasn't great, and the third weekend was exceptional. And you know, Ireland South Africa was the, was the high point of that, but obviously Wales Australia as well. And we've another fairly busy Meh. weekend this weekend. I think New Zealand Italy tonight is a fascinating yeah. fixture. Last night was a really key fixture for both teams, and it told us a lot about where those teams are and how under resourced the tier two nations are. And like, like I was, yeah, on, what about that? Samoa, Samoa, like have really good players, and they have players littered like they're they're nearly their entire starting fifteen in match day twenty three play professional rugby in, in good leagues. They are top quality players. Some of them are former All Blacks who are probably on the other side of being at their best. But they, 
when they played, I was really impressed and I kind of fell in love with them a little bit when they played Ireland and be Ritz or in Bayonne. I thought they really put it up Ireland and I caused them all sorts of problems and nearly very came close to a historic win over Ireland. It was the second game they'd had against a tier one team during this entire World Cup cycle. Now the PNC that they play in on a regular basis against Tonga, Fiji uh, and Japan is a decent competition because Japan are a good team. Not as good as they were, but they're still good enough to beat Samoa last night. They're probably going to test Argentina on Saturday week in what is a pool, de, you know, a, a, sorry, not a pool decider. or England will go through, but that will be the, the the second game. But I was struck when we were preparing for Ireland against Tonga. The Tonga have only ever played Ireland twice in their history before this World Cup. They've never played a game at Lansdowne Road. I think that's a disgrace. That's not right. I think that's on the RFU. That's on the RFU. It's on all the established unions who all, who kind of look after their own, not kind of, they look after their own house very, very well. And they make sure that all the games they that they bring in, it's on supporters who need to buy tickets for these games. But the RFU need to, and all the unions, I think have an onus to try and grow the game. It's very hard for any of these teams in between World Cups to imp- improve. Say Portugal or Uruguay, who've played above themselves this World Cup. Uruguay were brilliant the other night against Namibia and the way they fought back. Namibia nearly took them down. How are they going to improve when we bring in a new tournament that doesn't give them any windows of opportunity? Yes, Japan and Georgia will be part of this new World Series we're going to get. But what about the rest of them? There's going to be really hard to get promoted. The Lions is a big blockage. Now the Lions are going to Australia, who are becoming a tier two nation, but will still have the voting rights. There's a, there's a lot to this. And it's the kind of thing we talk about at World Cups or talk about when we're playing against Italy at the Six Nations because Italy have traditionally, under, they could beat the All Blacks tonight and that would be a big, big story. But, um, you know, they block Georgia's path into a Six Nations. The Six Nations is a closed shop. The Rugby Championship is a closed shop. Um, one of the winners of this World Cup has been Games like last night's game, I really enjoyed it. Samoa nearly came back at the end, despite all, you know, being down to 14 men when Ben, ben Lamb came up, um, got sent off and they line out at the end if they won it, but they threw it away. Would the extra games have just brought them on so their line-out functions better um, so that their set-piece, their, all their cohesion, all the things that, are, that Ireland are so good at can function better? The... Um, Portugal against, uh, who was it last week? Por- Portugal's draw against Georgia was a f- phenomenal game of rugby. These teams can play. They just need opportunities to get better. And it's up to the established nations like Ireland, who are patting themselves on the back for their wonderful system, to not run a closed shop, to open it up so that these games are more regular. And, and like, it's hard because the f- jersey went bust the other day. The finances of the game are not strong beneath the top level in the club game. So it's hard to try and open it up to other countries. But how will the sport ever go if it's a closed shop. So look, I'm rambling on a little bit, but I think it's the kind of thing that we beat the drum every four years. It's kind of on us it's on, as a media. It's on the RFU. It's on other on the established unions to open the doors, to give these teams opportunities because the game is better for them. They bring so much to it. Yeah, we'll see how Portugal go against Australia as well. What about uh, tonight's game, New Zealand against Italy? Do you think there could be... I, I don't think it will happen. Yeah. I think Italy have the capacity to test any team. Like They gave Ireland their, arguably their hardest game of the Six Nations. Um... Ireland didn't perform particularly well that day, but Italy's attack gives them a real chance. They've got one of the game stars in Capuzzo. They have a very good pack. And the All Blacks are not the force that they were. They've lost historic firsts under Ian Foster to beat the band, you know, series to Ireland. They've lost to Argentina. They've a record defeat against South Africa in London. You know, they're not the team that they used to be, but they've got probably their strongest 23 on, on paper on the pitch on tonight. Players coming back from injury at just the right time, a bit like Ireland. Um, they've got Joe Schmidt in their corner. He knows Kieran Crowley well. I remember Ireland played um, Canada in that tour in 2013. Crowley was the coach. Joe went, went rather than come for a drink with the media, he went for a drink with Kieran Crowley instead that, um, on that tour. He, uh, 
They know each other well. Kieran Crowley's a great coach. He's getting shipped out of Italy at the, very unfairly. Yeah, um, not a good decision. I don't yeah, think. no, not at all. So this is Italy's chance. And I think they're more targeting France, which is obviously a very difficult fixture for them. But they know France well. And they gave France a good game it at is, the Six Nations. Yeah. They're dangerous. I don't think they'll beat them. But they could do some damage. And if they get a start on, how firm is the confidence of this All Blacks team? I mean, they, they do the hacker, They wear the jerseys. They've got the brand. But they're not the team they used to be. They're still very dangerous as well. And I think they will fancy a quarterfinal against Ireland if that comes to pass. But um, like I think it'll be just it'll be a good game. It's probably the game of the weekend, actually. Um, even any chance you get to see the All Blacks is, is, is worth watching. But I think Italy will test them. So you've got an interview with Jerome kind of coming up in tomorrow. Yeah, well, yeah. Do I you just, want to give I, us a... Yeah, I, I spoke to Jerome on the phone this morning. He's in Limerick preparing for the Barbarians Munster game at Thoman Park. Um, he, I've been trying to get him to interview him for years. He's one of the... I think he's one of the best players of all time. He's a player I loved watching and massive respect for and he's in, gone into coaching now so I talked to him a little bit about that. He was saying um, Josh Brennan's playing in the game and Trevor's on his way. I know you've been interviewed with him and he was saying that he's going to turn his phone off tonight because he wants to be fresh for the game because he's a bit worried. He's a regular in Trevor's bar in Toulouse where he's coaching now and he said he wasn't going to go into coaching um, and then pandemic happened his wife and family wanted to stay in Toulouse so he said he'd give it a go and he absolutely loves it and he'd be open to working in the Irish system at some stage so lots in it big friends of Bundyaki um, a two time World Cup winner so he's kind of knows the, knows the ropes when it comes to getting through the knockout stages so a bit about the Barbarians and Vrimi Vakatawa's return they're playing at Thomond. I'd like if you're in Limerick that's going to be a great game you know I know the World Cup's the full focus but on a down weekend I think that's going to be a, a cracker you know Vakatawa coming back having retired with a heart condition he should be starring at this World Cup and, and now he's making his way back and he's he's just signed a contract with Bristol. That's a great story. And yeah, I enjoyed talking to Jerome Kino. He was great. Yeah. So, and as you mentioned there, I'll have an interview as well with Trevor Brennan in tomorrow's newspaper. So, calm before the storm, it feels this weekend. Uh, nice, chilled out weekend. Rory, what's and your it, plans? Um, yeah, I'm hoping to get a night in a place called Lush, a couple of kilometers down the road, but we have the media ongoing that the yes, train is, is back. Yeah as a motorbike very loudly starts up in the background. It's almost a metaphor for us needing to get on the move. But it's um, it's the calm before the storm. But I think next week is a very tricky week for Ireland. Um, I think the down week came at the right time because if they were rolling straight into Scotland, there is the danger that they were on too much of a high. I think Andy Farrell has had a chance. All the players have talked about what they need to get right. Um, what they, what went, sorry, what went wrong against South Africa and what they can improve on. And when you're looking to improve after beating the world champions in an epic match at Stade de France, um, you're in a good place. Scotland are not as good as Ireland, but they can't. They have the capacity to beat them if Ireland get it wrong and they get it right. And look, you're a red card away from things going wrong. And we'll maybe have a whole addition to talk about the permutations next week because they are a little bit complex, but there is a very clear path out of this tournament for Ireland if they don't get it right next week. And that would be some come down after what happened last Saturday night. Sure would. And actually, there's a podcast as well with Trevor Brennan that will be out on tomorrow's feed. So keep an eye out for that. Thanks for listening and watching. Never miss a kick from the Rugby World Cup. Listen and follow the left wing wherever you get your podcasts.